I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is the Euro trip. Hello Europe and welcome to Paris in France. Hello everybody, welcome to the Euro trip or bonjour to episode 1, episode mm? Is that is that is that correct? Mm? <laughs> we have a noise. I think you were trying to say the number 1 in French. It just sounded like a noise though, but I, I admire your uh, your your courage with that. It bodes well, doesn't it? Yeah. Anyway, this is Almost Live from Paris, our very first show previewing Sunday's Junior Eurovision Song Contest, which by now you should probably know is taking place in the French capital. I am Rob, or Robert, if you will. Uh, Jamais? Well, actually, I was going to say, I think the French translation for James is Jacques. So, uh, je m'appelle Jacques. Et bienvenue the Eurotrip, everybody. Comment ça va? That's about us done for French, I think, between now and, and the junior final and beyond, because I was actually allowed to drop French at school because I was so bad at it, they let me do food tech instead. So <laughs> I just made apple crumbles every week and, and I was much happier with that arrangement, that's for sure. Well, that is very fun. I can't imagine it'll come in handy, although if you do fancy rustling something up every day and trying to describe it in a very visual manner for everyone listening, that would be tremendous. But I think we've got more pressing matters to get a hold of today. We certainly do. Uh, If you are listening to our podcast for the very first time, by the way, everybody, uh, hello. It is lovely to have you with us. And we are going to be bringing you 
despite what you've just heard, I promise we are, the very best coverage of the Junior Eurovision Song Contest 2021 because the big show, the big final in Paris is just a couple of days away. So today, tomorrow and on Sunday itself, we'll be building up to the big grand final and then we'll also be back on Monday to react to everything that happened in the big show itself. So then, without any further ado, let's get on with things. This is the Eurotrip, almost live from Paris. Don't forget, you can get in touch with us on social media. We're at Eurotrip Podcast. That's right, everybody. After the success of Almost Live from Rotterdam, it's time for Almost Live from Paris. We don't need to tell you why we're not in Paris. I think it makes sense, but... From our living rooms, a few hundred miles away from the French capital, we will be bringing you the very, very best coverage of Junior Eurovision this year. And that's not to say, James, that we won't be crossing to the French capital plenty over the next few days. No, exactly. You're absolutely right. We've got plenty of guests lined up. Don't you worry. It will not just be me and Rob talking at you for around half an hour, 45 minutes every day until Monday. Rest assured, we've got guests aplenty. We're going to be speaking to some journalists over there in Paris, uh, inside the venue. We're going to be speaking to some artists as well, the people who are the most important stars of the show on Sunday, and also some very special guests who are related to the artists themselves. Yeah, related in some way. They may be related, I was going to say they may be related by by blood, but I don't think we've got any relatives, actually, per se, coming up on the podcast. But we've got a head teacher, we've got a songwriter, we've got all sorts coming your way between now and Sunday, which is all very, very exciting. But you may be a junior Eurovision newbie. Now, James, I don't know, where do you sit with junior Eurovision? This is the time to be to be open and honest. I think it's safe to say that I maybe have the more experience of the junior contest out of the pair of us, given, of course, James, as everybody knows by now, I was lucky enough to be at the Junior Eurovision Song Contest in Belarus in 2018. I don't mention it very much. Maybe, actually, maybe we can hear some of that at some point over the next few days. What do you reckon? I'd be, I'd be very excited to hear that. And I'm surprised it took you as long as five minutes or so if we'd actually mentioned Belarus. I thought it would come a lot earlier than that. But yeah, I think you've watched it and followed it for a lot longer than me. You mentioned that some people listening may well be uh, newbies to the world of junior Eurovision. And this was this was me 12 months ago. I'd never watched it before, uh, before the 2020 contest. And I absolutely loved it. It carries the same amount of thrill, doesn't it, as the adult version of Eurovision, but just on a bite-sized level. Extra special as well this year, of course, because it has its place the last weekend before Christmas. And the French broadcaster has done a brilliant job of making the whole thing seem incredibly festive, incredibly lovely. You'll see each country, I think, has got its own little Christmas tree insignia that you'll see on the on the television show on Sunday, which is delightful. But James, you've been very hard at work, haven't you? Yes, I have. We were chatting the other day, me and Rob, and we were saying, what if there's a lot of people who are going to be listening and thinking, what is Junior Eurovision all about? Do I need to watch it? What's it all about? How long is it going on for? So I thought I'm going to put together a little piece just to sort of sum up everything that's been going on since Junior Eurovision first hit our screens back in 2003. Now sit back, everybody, relax, because I'll be honest with you, this is James's finest work. If only he could apply himself as well as he has here to every other part of his life, he'd be on course for great success in later life. But you will very much enjoy this. It is tremendous. So yeah, sit back, relax and enjoy as James takes us on a magical mystery tour in the history of Junior Eurovision. 
Here we are then, in December, talking about junior Eurovision. And if you're new around here, you may well be wondering, in the words of Petra Meda, of course, What is this wonderful Eurovision Song Contest thing? So, in the words of Mon Zelmalov, Let us try and explain it to you. And in order to do that, let's take it back to the start. Recognize this? No, I bet you don't. That's 12-year-old singer Raz performing the very catchy Kick Flipper at the first edition of MGP Nordic back in 2002, a Scandinavian music competition for children aged 8 to 15. You can hear just how much the crowd is loving it, so it's no surprise to hear that he went on to win the competition. Six months later, the organisers of Eurovision, the EBU, picked up on the show and thought a pan-European version would work very well indeed. After all, an adult version had been a hit for the last 45 years. So in 2003, with a lot of hard work behind the scenes, Junior Eurovision was born. Welcome to the first Junior Eurovision Song Contest ever! We have a fantastic show for you tonight. In the next two hours, we will lead you through 16 different songs from 16 different countries. And afterwards, it's up to you to decide which song will be the winner of the Junior Eurovision Song Contest 2003. And you have the opportunity to call for your favorite song. The only rule is that you cannot vote for your own country. Let's get the party started! It sounds pretty familiar, right? An arena somewhere full of fans, countries from across Europe, and a handful of original songs. The only real difference here is that performers must be children. Originally, this was 8 to 15 year olds, that's changed over the years, and now only artists aged 9 to 14 are eligible to take part. Now then, what's the music like? After all, that's what it's all about. Well, here's the first winner from 2003, Croatian singer Dino Jelusic, with Tisimoja Privalubav. Not bad, I'm sure you'll agree. Now, tradition in Eurovision dictates the winning nation then hosts the following year. But that's not always been the case in junior. Instead, countries have to bid to host. But more recently, the winning nation has often gone on to host itself. So for 2004, we were due to head to the UK. But that fell through. Then it was meant to be Croatia. But the broadcaster forgot to book the venue. So third time lucky, Norway stepped in and took the contest to the Winter Olympic city of Lillehammer. This is the second Junior Eurovision Song Contest ever. 18 songs written and performed by kids from 18 different countries. What did he say? Written by children? That's right. Until 2008, nobody aged over 15 could write songs for Junior Eurovision, which meant we ended up with some tremendously entertaining lyrics and melodies, including this bee-inspired classic from Georgia. Ha! Ha! 
Now then, who is the island of junior Eurovision? Which country has won it on the most occasions? Well, that would in fact be Georgia. See what I did there? They've won the competition on no fewer than three occasions. Russia, Belarus, Malta and Poland are powerhouses of the competition as well, with two victories apiece. Meanwhile, seven other countries have won it once, including Armenia and Poland, who have never won the adult version of Eurovision. Speaking of countries, which nations actually compete then? Just like Eurovision, this differs year on year. Over the years, this has ranged from 12 to 20 countries, but unlike Eurovision, there isn't a so-called Big Five, and there aren't any semi-finals. Instead, all of the countries compete in just one show. Since 2016, they've always taken place on a Sunday afternoon, rather than a Saturday evening, as you may be used to. Hello everyone, and welcome to the 2016 Junior Eurovision! Following a fantastic show last year in the beautiful city of Sofia in Bulgaria, this year the Junior Eurovision Song Contest has once again travelled to Valletta, the capital city of the beautiful island of Malta. Ah yes, Malta. If you're a big Eurovision fan, you'll certainly recognise this performer. So baby, it's not a maybe. Yeah, I'm too good to be true. There's nothing in it for you. So if I show some skin, doesn't mean I'm giving in. Let your baby... That's Destiny. She represented Malta in Rotterdam in 2021. But did you know that she is in fact a winner of Junior Eurovision? That's right, some of the children go on to the adult contest too. And she's not alone. Remember Eugene from the Netherlands in 2017? Well, this was the trio 10 years beforehand, as they represented their country at the Yahai in Rotterdam. How does the voting work? Again, just like at Eurovision, this has changed a lot over the years. Originally, only televoting was used to find a winner. From 2008, professional juries were introduced. For a few years, even a kid's jury was used. But most interestingly, there used to be a guarantee that no song would go home with the dreaded no point. Here's Vladislav Yakovlev, formerly the executive supervisor, speaking during the 2014 contest. Yes, uh, all the results have been successfully received, but first I would like to tell you something. On behalf of the European Broadcasting Union, every single country gets 12 points. Wow, 12 points to every single country. So then, we know how it started. We know the rules and we know the winners. That just leaves us with 2021. This year's contest is taking place inside La Seine Musicale in Paris, following Valentina's victory at the Covid hit contest back in 2020. 19 countries will be competing on the 19th of December for the 19th edition of the Junior Eurovision Song Contest. Is the Euro trip. 
When you aren't listening, you can find us on social media. We're at Eurotrip Podcast. Warming you up for the Eurovision Song Contest. James, James, James. That was tremendous. How much did you enjoy looking back at the history of Junior Eurovision? I loved it, actually, because, as I said before, 2020 was the first year I'd watched Junior Eurovision. So to sort of delve into some of the parts that I'd never seen before, some songs I'd never heard about, some interesting little facts as well that I didn't know about, was very, very entertaining. So hopefully, you listening uh, at home, whether you're a new fan or you've been a fan since it began, enjoyed that little tour throughout the years of Junior Eurovision. Yeah, let us know what you thought of it. Let us know your favourite Junior Eurovision memories as well, because over the next few days, while me and James are here with you building up to Junior Eurovision 2021, we are nothing without you. So, of course, do get in touch. We are on Twitter and Instagram. We are at Eurotrip Podcast. And we are on the email as well. Hello at EuroTripPodcast.com. And we do need you for something that will become evident a little bit later on in the episode. So stay tuned for that. But James, of course, we are very sad that we can't be in Paris. We were hoping to be. We we would have already been on our trains. Me and you would have been snuggled up in our double bed. No, we weren't in a double bed, actually, <laughs> would we? We were in, in two singles in quite a snug room, I seem to remember. That would have been the plan. Such a shame it wasn't going to be a bunk bed, because that is the foundation of our friendship, isn't it? That weird bunk bed in the middle of Yorkshire a few years ago. Yeah, that's a story we're not even going to get into now, is it? But rest assured, James, this is for you, of course. Don't forget, me and you, we've got that uh, nice top and tail experience in Turin to look forward to in May. That is the only thing that has been on my Christmas list all year, so I'm very glad it's going to come true. (laughs) What I'm trying to say is, while we're very sad that we can't be in Paris for Junior Eurovision this year, we thought we'd bring Paris to you on the podcast. So, with a little bit of magic, let me transport you, me and James, to this lovely little boulangerie. I think a boulangerie is a bakery, is it? Is that right? Yeah, I think it is. I don't think you meant that. I think the word you were actually looking for was, simply enough, cafe. Yeah, that would do. That's a French word, isn't it? Yeah, very good. Anyway, we're well, here we are. Um, we're sat in, in the corner, overlooking what is a busy Champs-Élysées. You can see there, people are running up and down, getting their, their Christmas gifts. What are you having? Well, honestly, there's nothing else I can think of in the French language apart from café au lait. So I'm going to sip away on my deliciously hot café au lait. What about you, Rob? What is a café au lait? Is it just a coffee? Coffee with milk, I think it translates as, doesn't it? I have no idea. That sounds nice. <laughs> I might have a pomme de terre, little apple apple tart. <laughs> God, you can tell you can tell you how to drop, fruit, uh, drop French for food tech, can't you? Wow. You can. You can. Even the French words I just about know are food related, you may have noticed. <laughs> oh, very good. But how exciting is this? It sounds like we're there. It sounds like you're with us. And it's a perfect time to bring somebody in who is French and is in the French capital with us, shall we say? Yes, indeed. I'm a little bit confused now as to who's where at this point. <laughs> but yes, I agree with you. Yeah, so we're going we're gonna to get an extra chair. We're going to pop it at the table and uh, joining us or joining me for a chat. James is going to disappear for some reason. But joining me for a chat is the brilliant French journalist, French culture journalist, uh, Fabien Randan, who works for the French news outlet 20 Minutes. He's been inside La Seine Musicale for the last few days. He's been watching the rehearsals. So I started by asking him what he'd made of his junior Eurovision experience so far. 
first of all, thank you for your invitation. Uh, it's a pleasure for me to, to talk with you. Um, I was at the venue uh, today and in the press center, so I have uh, seen uh, a few rehearsals. Uh, and um, the first um, impression is that uh, I think that it will be a, a very nice show, uh, a very Christmassy show. I think that it's uh, a very good uh, staging and um, it's awesome. So I think that uh, France Television has, uh, yes, fulfilled the 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 mission and accomplish the, the the mission but we'll see on, on sunday if everything will be uh, all right and good but i think that it will be a, a very great show of course the the french television they decided they wanted to move the contest so it would have that christmasy feel and it would feel very festive from what you're saying it sounds like they've achieved that Yes, I think because uh, all the delegations and uh, France Television, um, they worked together, I think, to, to make this show very coherent, uh, very, uh, you know, um, uh, yeah, it, it will be, I think, uh, um, something very, very, very kid. Uh, yes, it's a show for, for children and family, of course. Um, and I think that everything will be okay, everything will be fine. And uh, yeah, it will be a, a very um, logical show. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it'll all fit together. It all makes sense. It, yeah. Yes. That's Seamless. Right. That's, yeah. Yes. Fantastic. Now, what's the vibe like actually in the in the press center, of course, because you've been with the other journalists who are, who are working there and who are covering the event. You know, is it busy? Are there lots of people there from different places covering it? Of course, there are travel restrictions increasingly coming in at the moment. Yes, I was surprised to see a lot of uh, journalists and bloggers and uh, in the press center this, this afternoon, I think that we were, uh, I would say 30 or maybe 40. And I think that it's, uh, it's a lot, I, I thought, we will be maybe 15 <laughs> in the present. So yes, of course, with uh, travel restriction, with the COVID situation, uh, a lot of journalists and um, uh, media, uh, I don't, uh, didn't make the, the trip to, to Paris or preferred even for French people to, to stay at home, to, to preserve themselves because uh, Christmas is coming uh, with families and etc. cetera. Uh, but uh, yeah, but every, everybody in the press center was very focused on the rehearsals and I think happy to share the, the vibe of the contest. You, you know, it's uh, it always works. It's Eurovision, it's junior Eurovision, but there is this adrenaline. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. And just before we finish talking, because we're hopefully gonna gonna talk to you again as we get closer to the to the grand final. But what are you up to tomorrow? What's on the agenda? Um, tomorrow I will be in the press center and I will watch the rehearsal of the day, uh, especially the rehearsal of Enzo, our French contestant, and I will interview him um, tomorrow morning um, and uh, to, to know what are his impressions, uh, how does he feel on stage, uh, and um, what is happening with the other contestants. Uh, and, uh, does he have 
uh, new friends uh, from all over the world, and um, yeah, I will ask. Uh, I will be asking that to him, and uh, yeah, every day, uh, all the day, um, till the, the evening, uh, I will be at the press center. It's a long day, that's for sure. It's a it long day. It will be a long day, but uh, uh, it it's always uh, cool and fine to to work on on Eurovision and uh, I'm, I can't wait to to see the the rehearsals of the, the jury show on Saturday. Fabian, it's been brilliant to talk to you and uh, and we'll catch up again very very soon. With pleasure, uh, Rob. Thank you very much and uh, sorry for my bad English. I was looking for my words and uh, I, I will try to be better tomorrow. <laughs> Your English is much better than my French, Fabian. So don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> let's do like that. <laughs> Hi, it's Corrie from the Netherlands here. There's some very good songs in Junior Eurovision this year. Some of my favorites are Italy, Poland and Armenia. But my 12 points go to the song Green Forces from North Macedonia. It's got a great message and it's an absolute bop. Good luck to all the contestants and enjoy the show. is the Euro trip. A big thanks to Cory for getting in touch and sending a voice note to us telling us which are her favourite songs in this year's edition of the Junior Eurovision Song Contest. North Macedonia there getting her 12 points. But she's not the only one we want to hear from. We want to hear from you. So if you're listening right now and you've got a favourite song in this year's edition of Junior Eurovision, then get in touch. We want to hear your voice notes. So you can email them to us, hello at eurotrippodcast.com. Or if you can magically do it on Twitter or Instagram, we're more than up for you doing that too. We are at eurotrippodcast on those platforms as well. If you can magically do it on Twitter or Instagram, I'm not sure they can, but good luck trying everybody. If you want to waste a a little chunk of time trying to find a way of doing that that's absolutely fine but yeah tell us your name tell us where you are tell us which country you're giving you 12 points to and why that's all we need so uh, please do get in touch and we'll play some of the best on the remaining episodes on our little trip towards the final of junior revision on sunday but of course we couldn't do that without talking to some of the stars of the show i have got hopefully a lovely breakfast date with Samal from Portugal tomorrow, which I'm very, very excited about. But James, you've already been a busy, busy boy. Yes, I have. If you listened to the regular episode of the Eurotrip earlier this week, you'll have heard a snippet of my chat with Enzo. We'll be bringing you that in full uh, over the course of the weekend. But also earlier on in the week, I sat down with Ike and Kaya, the duo that are representing Malta this coming Sunday. The pair are both 11 years old. Imagine going up on stage as an 11-year-old in front of millions on TV. You wouldn't find me doing that in a hurry, for sure. Uh, And also, I'm not 11, so it's not going to happen anytime soon, is it, really? (laughs) Their song this year is called My Home, and it's it's very nice, actually. Uh, Kaya does a lot of the singing, but then Ike pops in, 
and does some rapping. Is that the first time we've heard rapping at the Junior Eurovision Song Contest? Well, you should know. You're the one that did the history feature on today's episode. I don't think it is. I think we've definitely heard some uh, some rap at Junior Eurovision before, but I'm I'm all for it. You and me both. Nice to hear a bit of variety at Junior Eurovision this year. But it was great to chat to them both in a very noisy dressing room, actually. At least those two were. I was back at home here in the UK. Them two were sitting there in the dressing room inside La Seine Musicale. And I started by asking them how exciting it is to be representing their home nation of Malta at this year's Junior Eurovision Song Contest. Very, very exciting. It's amazing because I always wanted to represent my own country in junior Eurovision. And tell us how rehearsals have been going so far because you've already been on stage, you've already had a practice run. How have things been going on the stage? Uh, on the stage, it's, it's being, it's feeling very, it's amazing. It's feeling amazing. The rehearsals are amazing. I'm very happy with our both rehearsals and uh, our performance. And uh, um, I was very nervous for the first time I went on the stage. But now I'm more like less nervous. I'm more calm now since I went on the stage already, like two times now. What was it like when you walked into the arena for the first time and just saw how big the stage was, how big the arena was? Was it daunting? Were you nervous when you saw the stage for the first time? Yes, I was a little bit nervous. I was very nervous. Like, I went in the arena, obviously. And I already saw how the arena was big. So I was like, I was going to stay. I already saw the stage on a picture. I didn't see it in real life, though. And then we went in the stage and... I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Ike, can I ask you, what was it like for you when you started performing for the first time? How long ago was it that you started to perform? I started to perform. I started to sing about like two years and nine months, something like that. And what about you, Kaya? Can you remember the first time that you started to perform and think, this is really what I want to do? Yes, I started singing about seven years ago and uh, by the time I first sang like I first went to my lesson I always knew that I'm going to continue with the singing. And when was it that you two first met for the very first time because you can tell us about Malta's Got Talent was it around then was it before that Ike can you remember meeting Kaya for the first time? Um, It was before that because my mother and her father were neighbours so we knew each other since we were kids so basically they always knew each other our parents so then when we were born we knew each other too so yeah that is such a fun story i've never heard anybody say that before that's how they ever met now what was malt has got talent like because obviously that was where you two performed for the first time on stage on tv what was that experience like uh, it was another amazing experience because junior Eurovision it's another amazing experience but uh, um, in uh, in Malta's Got Talent, we we saw more uh, talent. We saw we made new, interesting friends. We had fun. Yeah, Malta's Got Talent was an amazing experience, and even this experience, it's already going amazing, and it's only only been four days. Now, tell us about the song. It's called My Home. You are both on the stage together, performing it, singing it, and uh, you're rapping in it as well, which sounds very, very fun. Uh, What's the song all about for people who haven't heard it yet, perhaps? 
the song is about each other, that when something happens to each other, we're always there for each other. That's why the song is called My Home, because we are each other's homes. And Kaya, do you remember hearing the song for the first time and thinking, oh, wow, this is the song I really want to perform at Junior? We actually have a story around the, the like how we first heard it. Uh, we never said this on like TV or stuff. I'm going to say it for the first time. Well, basically, my mom wasn't there because she had to go somewhere oh, and stuff. And then, obviously, I continued to record and stuff like that. And then my mom called us that she's coming and the song was already ready and we heard it for the first time or already. And we loved it and stuff. And then my mom came, we were like cr going crazy for my mom to hear it. And she came in the room, we listened it to her and uh, she, loved she loved it. Oh, wow. That's so incredible, isn't it? That's so incredible. Now, have you spoken to anybody uh, for any advice? Has anybody been telling you, is it just to enjoy it? Or what have people been telling you to, to really enjoy the experience in Paris? Well, actually, um, some, a lot of people are telling us to, to don't be, when you go on the stage, don't be scared. Some advices from, um, from people who have been in the Eurovision and in the Junior Eurovision, as such as Gaia Kauki and Destiny Chukuniere. Um, and don't be scared on stage, you know. And also to show our emotions on stage and uh, to just have fun on stage. How exciting is it that you've been able to speak to Gaia and Destiny? Of course, they've both won Junior Eurovision yes. for Malta. It must be so exciting to have been able to speak to both of those two. Yes. Yeah, I knew Gaia from when I was like five years old. From then, she gave me a lot and a lot and a lot of advice. So what do you think is going to happen on Sunday? Presumably, you hope you're going to win. Is that what you're really, really aiming for on Sunday? Actually, no, we're aiming for to make our 100% on stage and just have fun on the stage. That's the most important thing for sure. Now, of course, Junior Eurovision is just a few days away. It's very exciting. But also, let's not forget, Christmas is just around the corner as well, which I'm sure you're both yeah. looking forward to. So, Ike, let me ask you first, what is at the top of your Christmas wish list? Um, just to have fun with my family and I would like a video game. Ah, oh, wonderful. What about you, Kaya? What is at the top of your Christmas list? As I said, to have fun with my family and friends, and my wish, like the present I wish, is an iPhone 13 Pro Max. Well, let's keep our fingers crossed for that. Uh, I wish you the very best of luck for Sunday for the final thank Junior Eurovision as well. And thank, thank you so much you. for chatting. Thank, thank you. you. Lovely to hear from Ike and Kaya there, representing Malta at this year's Junior Eurovision Song Contest. Malta, as we heard from James earlier, have a very, very impressive history 
at the Junior Eurovision Song Contest. And who knows, maybe they will add another victory to Malta's excellent JESC record later on this week. JESC. Do people say that or JESC? I don't know. People try and shorten it, don't they? JESC. I don't think anyone says either, to be honest. I think we'll <laughs> stick with Junior Eurovision. I think it just sounds better, doesn't it? Yeah, let's do that then instead. Uh, now, don't go anywhere. We've still got something to bring you before we wrap up today's first episode of Almost Live from Paris. If you're a regular listener to the Euro trip that we release every single Wednesday, you'll know we finish with the one second song. But we're going to do something a little bit extra special here as we uh, get prepared for Junior Eurovision on Sunday. You will know by now that I at least, and I think I can put James down for this as well, love a bit of alliteration. If we can come up with some alliteration, chances are we'll run with the idea whether it works or not. So let me present to you the very first iteration of the Junior Eurovision Jukebox. Oh, it's so good, isn't it? How clever is that? You don't even know what we're going to do yet and you're already thinking, what a great idea this is. Now, we've got our virtual jukebox in front of us, and what we're going to do now is one of us is going to push a button on the jukebox, and it is going to randomly select a former junior Eurovision song. This button looks great as well. You know, there's some buttons that just look really exciting to press. You just can't resist. Well, that's what this button looks like, and I'm going to press it right now. If you're ready, Rob, anyway, if you're ready. I'm ready. Let me count you in. So, three, two, one. Push the button. That's very exciting. It sounded very exciting. And I've got two numbers sitting in front of me right now. They are 17 and 18. What does that mean, Rob? So 17 and 18, that means we are after the song that was performed in 17th position at, would you believe it, the 2018 Junior Eurovision Song Contest, which, James, as surely you know by now, was the contest that I was at in Belarus. Ah, finally, we're talking about Belarus again. Twice in the first episode of Almost Live. Can you believe it? Anyway, let's get on with it. The very first song from this week's Junior Eurovision Jukebox comes from Armenia. It's Levon with the brilliantly titled, he's called it after himself. The song is also called Levon. And there he goes. He's got his little trumpet. It is tremendous. That, as Corey described North Macedonia's Eurovision entry for this year earlier on, it's a bop. That sounds very funky indeed. I've just been watching it as we've been listening to it as well. And he commands such a stage presence. He's very confident up there in his lovely green suit and his lovely little trumpet. Yeah, his green suit's almost a little bit festive, isn't it? Mm, It is, yeah. He'd fit on stage nicely in Paris this weekend, wouldn't he? He certainly would. Well, I hope you enjoyed the very first Junior Eurovision jukebox. If you didn't hate it that much, it'll probably return tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. And we will also be back with some more very special guests as we build up to Sunday's show. Of course, tomorrow will just be a day away. It is Junior Eurovision Eve tomorrow. And we'll have some more artists who are performing at the contest and also some very, very, very interesting people to talk to ahead of Sunday's show. Yes, so in the meantime, don't forget you can keep up to date with us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at Eurotrip Podcast. And don't forget as well to send us your voice notes for your 
picks for this Sunday's contest, you can send those to hello at eurotrippodcast.com. But in the meantime, don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review and rate us five stars. From me, James, it's goodbye. And from me, Rob, it's au revoir. you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with juvederm volure xc For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.